Welcome to episode 195 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. If you like the podcast, I do hope that you'll leave a comment or rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your ratings and comments do help new people find the show, or even better, if you know somebody that you think will like the show, please tell them about it. You know, some of my favorite podcasts became my favorites because somebody I knew told me about them. You can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod, and you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby, and my website is PhilRickaby.com. This week, another Hamilton Fringe episode as I sit down with Brian Jansen of You Want It What Way, a boy band tale, which is on now. Check your Hamilton Fringe listings for dates, times, and tickets. Um, so the show is You Want It That Way. You Want It What Way? You Want It What Way? A Boy Band Tale. A boy, yes. Okay. You Want It What Way? What Way? A Boy Band Tale. Yes. Okay. This is going to drive me crazy. Are we doing this? Or did you already start yeah, recording? We are. Or? we are, but now we're going to have to start over. Or at least I'm going to have to. Because this thing is... Uh, just stop with the... That's better. So just watching the mic teeter back and forth. It's starting to get to me. Okay, so the show is... Uh, <clears throat> you want it what way? A boy band tale. Yes. So, why don't you start by telling me a little bit about, about that show? Well, it's a sketch comedy and dance show all about boy bands. Mm-hmm. So, we dance to a compilation of all the biggest boy band hits. We start mm-hmm. with Baxter Boys, we end with NSYNC, and then we go through, by decade, different boy bands. We mm-hmm. got 60s and 70s, we have okay. 80s, 90s, where oh. everyone was in there, because <clears throat> they were just churning them out in the factory yeah, yeah, yeah. by the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Um, and then we have a section where we sing some of your favorite boy band hits. And in between, we do a bunch of sketches, basically poking fun at boy bands. Because as much as I love them, they mm-hmm. are ridiculous. So, like, we have one sketch where it's a support group for former boy band members who mm-hmm. aren't Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Because I imagine it's got to be pretty depressing. It's got to be living pretty in the shadow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So it's got a little bit of. If you love dancing, you love the show. If you even if you hate boy bands, you're going to love the show because we make fun of them yeah. incessantly. Yeah. So I mean, they're, I mean, they're they're kind of easy targets because they're pretty much all of them manufactured entities, right? Like they're <clears throat> they did. It's not like a bunch. On average, a a bunch of guys didn't get together and decide to form a, a, a band together. In a lot of cases, they were brought together to be manufactured. In some cases, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, Boys to Men, New Edition, 98 Degrees, they all formed themselves. I know there's right. other examples, but, right. yeah, and there's the there's the stereotype that they can't sing, which mm. a lot of them can, but, you know, mm-hmm. you, you see those bad ones, and then all of a sudden it starts sure. to, you start yeah. to associate them with everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, they are an easy target, but I also genuinely love them, so this <laughs> show is a love letter to that, but also... Yeah, I know. I'm a 30 year old man it's, dancing it's to this stuff. But like, it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier to poke fun at something that you love, right? I mean, there's something about that that because it's not cruel, right? It's yeah. Like, if you if you're poking fun at something that you don't particularly enjoy, it comes from a place of cruelty. When it comes from a place of love, you can 
kind of be meaner, but like more truthful about oh, it. Oh, for right? sure. I'm not afraid of, you know, offending anyone because I genuinely love all mm-hmm. these guys and these songs. And I mean, Mel Brooks, not that I'm comparing myself to him at all. When he did his parodies, he loved, for the most part, he loved the genres he was parodying. Mm-hmm. And you could Absolutely. see, you could tell, you could see the, like, there's some people who would, like, if they did a show and they didn't know what they would, they would make fun of all the broad aspects of sure. it, but we go a little more detailed because I really am very knowledgeable about this and love it, so I can get more in depth. Well, a parody, you can't really parody something unless you know it really well. Yeah. Otherwise, it's obvious and boring. Yes. You know? So, like, Mel Brooks stuff works because of the brilliance of it because he knows what he's, mm-hmm. what he's talking about and he knows what he's parodying in a way that that somebody who's just, like, a broad comedy would would not. Yeah, if you didn't know much about it, it would be very surface level, and after five minutes, it'd be like, okay, yeah, I get it. Do you have anything else to offer? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, no, I exactly. agree with what you're saying. Um, now, this is not... You're going to be doing this at the, the Hamilton Fringe Festival. Yes. Um, but this is not the first time that you've performed this show. No, it's not. So, w- the first time you performed it was uh, 2017? In November 17, yeah. November 2017, yeah. yeah. We rented out a theater, the 918 Bathurst Center, mm-hmm. and we put it on there, so it was a completely independent theater project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're back with a mostly new cast, mm-hmm. not because there was any drama or anything, just with a show like this, one of our act or dancers, he is traveling all over Canada right now, judging for a dance competition. Mm-hmm. Wesley's doing a bunch of other musicals and he's a carpenter. Mm-hmm. Ilya teaches, uh, dance all over the place. And Adam yeah. was going to be in the show. He's still our choreographer and producer, mm-hmm. but he got offered to choreograph for a Power Rangers musical. Oh, go figure. So that's I really mean, big. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you, was, can't, you can't turn that down. Yeah. So I, I, I understood. Yeah. So, um, in, in, you know, for a second, I thought there was going to be like boy band drama. That's the reason why. Oh yeah. No, we're not talking. I I hate them all (laughs) so much. I wish them nothing but hell, but yeah, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, 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 the they went solo. That's what we'll say. They went solo. They went solo. Um, a show like this that comes from a place of love, um, no, that's obviously what inspired it. Mm-hmm. But after the performing something the first time, um, you learn a lot by yeah. putting something in front of an audience. Yeah. So, so what, what did what did you learn about about this show? Putting it in front of an audience the first time. The actual performance of it or making of it? <clears throat> Both. Okay, yeah. Both. As far as the performing, sometimes with something like this, it's. I used to do stand-up comedy. And there you can go to every open mic and test out material. The audience doesn't necessarily need context. Mm-hmm. But with a show like this, it's hard to go down to a comedy bar and say, Hey guys, so we're doing a show about boy bands, so let me put you in the right headspace. And yeah. then try out these sketches sometimes. Right. Uh, also, when you have four other guys, it's really tough to coordinate schedules that way. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, guys, we're going to go to an open mic with three people mm-hmm. and see how these jokes fly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we learned what jokes were working, what wasn't. We really learned what audiences were responding to. And mm-hmm. they were uh, mostly enthusiastic. Yeah. So now we're upping the dance quotient. We still have the sketches, but we took out a couple. Mm-hmm. Just because with Fringe, you've got to hours or really 55 minutes because yeah. you never want to go over but that's also the great thing about the show is it's not a typical uh there's not really a plot that mm-hmm. it's all hinged together by boy bands so we have sketches singing dancing mm-hmm. so we can really customize it for anything we can take sure. out a few things we can go down to a comedy club take out the dancing we can do a corporate gig and just do Baxter Boys and NSYNC dancing if yeah. they want us to uh <laughs> and as far as the making of the show I learned a lot because I'm financing it I'm directing mm-hmm. it producing it and stuff so you really learn what worked what doesn't we have an advantage this time with fringe is that there is a built-in audience mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. of course we still have to do a lot of work but it wasn't like last time where we're just trying to get anyone to know about us to that come is, down to that is the advantage of fringe absolutely is that, is that there is an audience that is looking for things 
um, they're actively looking for things to see. Yeah. Whereas if you're self-producing outside of a festival, you have to, people aren't actively looking for things to go to. You kind of have to coax them, give them a reason to, you know, here's a good reason why you should not stay home and watch Netflix tonight. Come yes. and see a show. <clears throat> um, did you, did you, did you find that a challenge the first time? Uh, we did. It did pretty well over the course of the stuff. Like, I'm not going to lie. Of course, I'd love more. Sure, uh, yeah. But with, any, with a show like this, the ultimate goal, and I've heard of actually other boy band shows mm. doing this, is to be able to hopefully take it on tour or mm-hmm. to be able to get into a theater for a long-run contract or something yeah. like this. Because I do think there is an audience for this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pop culture nostalgia right now. Yeah. Backstreet Boys, I mean, they never left, but they're number one again. Sure, You've yeah. got all these boy bands reuniting. There's We're at that perfect age now. I'm 30, and a lot of the people I grew up with are around that age where they have fond memories of growing up with it. Mm-hmm. And plus, we have songs from the... Like, we have the Beatles in there. We have yeah. the Temptations and New Kids on the Block. So it does appeal to an older demographic yeah. as well, I think. All of the... Uh, you know, I've noticed recently, all as many of the, the 90s bands as possible are finding a reason to get back together. Um, I saw the Spice Girls did their reunion show yep. in, in England and all that stuff. And, and I was in Vegas about a year ago and Boys to Men was was playing in Vegas and like there's there's all of these you know, the nostalgia factor is pretty Backstreet Boys yeah. just had the biggest residency of all time there. Right. That's pretty crazy. So or at least fastest selling I think. But yeah. So you 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 know the the nostalgia factor is is huge I think as I think you're right as a as a generation gets into its 30s and 40s and it starts to look back and and, and think about um, the music that they grew up with, the, 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 that that sort of uh, comes out again, mm-hmm. and becomes becomes popular. Absolutely, yeah. Um, in terms of in terms of this show, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, like your love of of boy bands was sort of the stu- the, the start of it. Yes. Um, how did that become? You know what? I love this so much. We should turn this into a show. I was doing a friend show a few years ago, <clears throat> and I enjoyed the process of working on it, but. I was trying to think forever about, okay, if I was going to direct and create a show, what kind of show would I like to do? Mm-hmm. So I thought, what's specific to me? And I'm like, okay, well, this at that time, I was still doing stand-up comedy. It's like, okay, well, I really love comedy. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of sketch. I grew up dancing, and I have a background in that. And I love boy bands, so let's take all that stuff and put it together. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, we were trying to come up with a name, and we were like, out of sync, a boy band tale. Then we discovered it's actually Lan- the name of Lance Bass's autobiography. Oh, shit. Okay. And I didn't want to get sued, so uh, then we were like yeah. coming up with like no direction. It was just, right. and then finally I just said, what's the backstory? Was you want it what way? And I didn't even ask my producer for approval. I just said, this is the name. He's like, yeah. perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it slowly started to come together. My mm. friend Leonard, who's a brilliant comedian, you can see him. If you look him up, he I think he just did the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Mm. He's done a bunch of stuff. He wrote the sketches based mm. on some of my ideas. Mm. And so once I saw that, it really started to come together. The idea of going by decade so we could include more songs sure. that everyone knows or yeah. sometimes the ones that they even forgot that they love. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't do the singing section section last time just because of technical challenges uh, well, with the, the venue. So that this, venue, that venue is pretty echoey. Yeah, yeah. We just we were worried about um, feedback issues and stuff like that sure, because yeah. audiences can forgive a misstep or misline, but if you sound bad because of feedback and stuff, yeah. it wasn't worth doing. So this yeah. time we're going to be singing for yes. the for the five minute section. We're not dancing and singing at the same time. I don't think any of us would survive. No, no, no. I, well, they might. I, they, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um. What, what what venue are you in at the at the Hamilton Fringe? We're at the Westdale. It's oh, a big it's venue. The, it's it's like three hundred and forty five seats. Is that the the theater that they the, show movies the there? Movie yeah. That, but then I think this is like it for it this year. Is it? They're not. It's not going to be a venue for. Fringe no, I think anymore? it's closing. Oh, it's closing entirely after this. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, which is too bad because I think it it just sort of was uh, introduced last year, 
and people loved it as a venue. And so that's why it's back again. And, and yeah. now I think the, the owner is like so many people who run, who run, uh, uh, small theaters there or like movie theaters, independent movie theaters. It's hard to get people in. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mm. I'm, I'm glad we got this venue. It wasn't the one we asked for. So it's a lot bigger than we were expecting. Mm. So guys, please come out. We got to fill it or it's going to look sad. Yeah, what, what, uh, <laughs> what was the venue that you were hoping for? Oh, why, why can't I remember the name of it anymore? Uh, Zo. It's not Zoetrope. That's oh, France for Couple Studio. Zoetic or something like that. Okay. But okay. it sat, the one we were looking for sat 100. This one seats 345, which okay. is great because if we can fill anything close to that, it's because this, this show is half comedy show, half concert. Sure, so yeah. Yeah. it would provide a really good atmosphere. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, I've, I've performed for fringes in large theaters and it's mm-hmm. always a little bit daunting, but if you can, if you can fill it, it's certainly, it's certainly worthwhile. Yeah. Um, we got a bigger stage now so we can really oh, move around. Really It'll move. be good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's full on intricate dancing. They're all professional mm. dancers. We have our choreographers professional. This isn't just swaying side to side. We're so, really going for it. I have a question for you. Um, I might have were you so you you've brought like you've met like the people who were in it the first time they're going off to uh uh the choreographing this and, and dancing and that, yes. that sort of thing um did you have a dance background yeah okay. uh, that's actually how I got into performing mm. I was incredibly shy as a kid and I started watching old Baxter Boys and NSYNC mm-hmm. performances and then started teaching myself the choreography based on that mm-hmm. and then I performed in my first talent show at 10 or something okay to NSYNC and so, yeah, this is really going back a while for yeah. me. And that kind of broke me out of my shell. And then that led me to acting and then to comedy. So it's been like, I remember my first day of high school, I was checking the, can't remember what it was, the information center, figuring out yeah. what credits do I need to get into the acting for film and television <laughs> program in college. Like I was that kind of nerd. <coughs> right. So it all started with Backstreet Boys and yeah. NSYNC. So it kind of mm. feels like full circle. Uh, did you, after you did that, that first performance, did, did you go into dance lessons or did, did I mostly taught myself and I'm not going to mention the name of the studio. I did take mm-hmm. hip hop classes for a year mm-hmm. and I didn't like it cause they were really rude to me. And there was a lot of mm-hmm. class divide there okay. where it's like, I didn't come for money and they did and they treated me differently. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you were the studio owner's kid you got a solo right and she had seven kids so it was pretty hard to hide the nepotism right right, right yeah <laughs> not gonna no. mention their name or no, what no. town it was in but yeah so it's just that kind of dissuaded sure. me from that so i never pursued a professional like some of the other guys but i've always mm-hmm. done it yeah um and then you said that what was how did that how did dance lead to 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 acting for you Okay, so my mom took me to singing lessons because I was convinced that I was going to be in the next big boy band. Right, okay. And at 13 or whatever age I was, my voice was changing and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, I just wasn't a great singer at that mm-hmm. time. And my mom told me one day, she was like, Connie, you were a fantastic dancer. You could probably backup dance for the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. You're a terrible singer. Mm-hmm. You should find something you love to do that you're good at. Now, I am better now. I don't want people to not come to the show because they yeah. think I'm going to be bad. No, no, no. And that, so I discovered acting through that. And I was like, okay, I'm good at this. Yeah. And... My mom didn't discourage me from that, okay. so I kept going with that. And then a few a few years in, after moving to Toronto, about 2013, I started doing stand-up comedy. Right. And yeah, it all just co- came together. Um, was that a, a disheartening conversation to have with your mom when she said, I don't think you're a good singer? Did, were you convinced that you were? At that time, probably, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, I know how to sing from my diaphragm now and please yeah. don't ask me to sing on no, 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 okay no, 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 it's other kind of show but uh no i wasn't disheartened because it's mm. not like she was saying hey your dreams are unrealistic she was just saying you know she was probably honest you, you see too many people who audition for those talent shows and their parents are like livid that <laughs> simon cowell told them they were bad yeah. because your they, kid your kid is perfect how yeah. could how could there be anything wrong with them well i mean the, yeah. it's it's certainly healthy to be yeah to 
to be able to be uh, uh, realistic about 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 a, a, a child's talent, which mm-hmm. is something I think you're right. I think is is sometimes in 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 low supply. But that doesn't change the fact that it can be a very difficult conversation to have, and that and that sometimes some kids might be disheartened. So you must have have. Had I was very, upset at the time. Yeah. Sure, I mean, I, I think a lot of actors were all frustrated rock stars. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. like performing in front of a huge crowd like sure. that. When you see like Backstreet Boys or something in front of a huge arena of screaming girls, like that's uh, I always enjoyed doing the dancing and getting the screams from that. So sure, we I mean we all eventually came to the the conclusion that theater was not going to get us that reaction for the most part yeah unless you create a show yeah in which you can be a a boy band and and have and have we can rip our shirts off whenever we want it's yeah yeah, it's fringe we can do whatever we want yeah you can actually yeah yeah we might not wear clothes for the whole show i don't know we'll see how good of shape and i get during rehearsals all right then (laughs) have rehearsals started yet we start tomorrow oh wow morning yeah okay because that's when when this airs it will be it, I mean, you will have had some some performances under your belt. So when is this going up? This will go up, uh, uh, I think, second week of Fringe. Okay, Hamilton Fringe. So it'll catch you a catch you a wave. At second, the, okay, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. guys, rehearsals went great. Shows have been <laughs> sold out. Get your tickets now while you can, yeah. guys. I can't mm-hmm. emphasize that enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> in in terms of in terms of uh, of of the production side, um, what's what's one of the most important lessons that you learned from from that? Because when you've produced it in Toronto the first time, had you produced a show before? Uh, no. Uh, yeah? I hadn't. I mean, I'd done, directed some stuff in high school, but no, nothing on this scale. I think the biggest thing I learned was to be really prepared and organized. Mm. Because once the ball gets rolling, there's so much stuff to do mm-hmm. that it can feel daunting. And you realize, oh, no, I should have had this sent out a couple weeks ago. I should have yeah. had the press release done by then. So mm-hmm. it's I made like a whole list for myself of what I need to get done, what it needs to get done by, mm-hmm. so that... Especially come time for rehearsals and performance, I can just focus on being on stage with the guys and not have my director hat on and all that other stuff. Yeah, no, so it's certainly important. Organization is really, yeah. really important. And did you did you, did you discover that through um, through trial and error the first time, or or yeah, trial and error because I was marketing it myself. There, you mm. just um, what was I trying to say about it? You're gonna edit out the dead air, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're keeping it. Uh, no, it was, you just learned through marketing that there were certain things that were working, certain things that weren't. Mm-hmm. The, our poster last time was going to be us on a dumpster with the dumpster was going to be on fire. And then mm-hmm. there was going to be a label that said our careers. Right. So it was going to like be a joke like that. But yeah. with the graphic designer, we just couldn't get the graphics right. So we ended up using a photo of us standing in front of this wall and it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. But then we realized there was a disconnect in the marketing because we're trying to advertise a comedy show, but the poster actually looked like we were a genuine boy right, band. Right, right. Like we were like, we're so cool, even though we weren't. Right. But so people were trying to actually thought we were in a band or stuff. So there was right. a disconnect there. So, okay, I learned next time we do a poster, make it, it's got to be clear that it's a sketch comedy mm-hmm. dance show. Yeah. So yeah, you just learn that with through marketing, you want to make sure people aren't confused about what you're selling to them, that everything's congruent with mm-hmm. what you're trying to impart to people. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, it, it, it and it because for, for a fringe festival, there's sort of like a different level of, of advertising that's, that's necessary because I think because there is an audience that's looking for a show, um, you can learn how to get really concise with your messaging, but you yeah. also, um, have a little bit of an easier time getting the audience out. Like we mentioned that, that, um, 
because the audience is 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 actively looking for things. For sure. But then there's also the challenge of the, there's a lot of shows all mm-hmm. playing at once. When you've got the poster board, yeah. what can we do to make our stand out? And I think the the premise of our show does stand out. But you yeah. know, we went and made sure the poster this time was very consistent, and it is yeah. clear it's a comedy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's super important. I mean, I there 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 can be sometimes a feeling of 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 competition. At the fringe, at, in in a fringe festival, where where sometimes you can feel like you are in competition with other people, mm-hmm. but I, I've always sort of felt like that that, regardless of the size of a fringe, whether it's it's Toronto or or Hamilton or some of the massive ones like Edmonton or Winnipeg, mm-hmm. yes, there's a lot of shows happening at once, but like, we're not in competition because the audience finds the show right. True, um, and I, I've 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 often I've really felt that way in a lot of the fringes that, that I've done. And especially mm-hmm. when you find the, the, the fringe family always, always comes together, yeah. which is a, which is a great thing. Have you, have you, uh, you, you mentioned doing a, a fringe show before. I've been, I've been in a few, I was yeah. in a nineties sketch <laughs> show. Hey, nineties kid, you're old, which is still running mm-hmm. now with a uh, slightly different cast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a great experience and very similar to what kind of inspired what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. but a more specific subject about it. Yeah. And also, yeah, you discovered when you talked about Fringe that you're not really in competition that sometimes you can have a show opening night and it's not that full, yeah. but the show gets really good reviews yeah. or stuff and word of mouth really kicks in and sometimes you can see the audience really start to multiply every night. Word of mouth is, is yeah. super important at Fringe in a way that it that we don't see in 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 outside of festivals mm-hmm. because um, people talk about shows in a way that they don't when it's not a fringe festival or or another or another theater festival, which yeah. is always interesting to me. Like when, when we did the show last time, you know, you're not getting a lot of walk ups at an independent show, <clears throat> but with fringe walk ups are a huge part of it. Oh yeah, so absolutely. yeah, it really can make a difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and again, there's a there there's a, a grassroots aspect to to promoting the show, which doesn't happen at other times. You don't you don't walk up to people at 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 another theater and start handing and talking about your show. Uh, when it's not fringe. Well, I've done that, but I'm also not a very good person. So. <laughs> no, I've never done that. Right. Um, in terms of in terms of how you're preparing for for this show, and both in um, the the production aspect, where you're you know you're you've got you've got all your your checklist of what needs to happen when, mm-hmm. but also uh, going into rehearsal. How are you? How are you preparing both? Uh, like mentally, physically, and 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 uh, just with effort to get ready for everything. Uh, trying to get my diet in check. Yeah, starting to stretch because I know I'm not old, but at 30, the body mm-hmm. just isn't moving the same way that it did when I was, you know, in high school doing mm-hmm. these talent shows and yep. stuff. So, making sure that every night after the show, I can get back up and do it again the next day. Um, mm-hmm. So, aspirin, doing mm-hmm. yoga, stretching. I've lost yeah. 10 pounds in the last month. Mm-hmm. So. I'm getting ready to go, and I feel yeah. like a lot of weight's going to come off during rehearsals because we're going to be dancing up a storm. Yeah. Also preparing because the singing's going to come after a dance number, so making sure that we're not out of breath. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. that'll yeah. be interesting. And then also during sketches that we're not screaming all of our lines because we're out of breath from dancing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so there's yeah. a lot of just practical stuff like that. Yeah. Mostly stamina. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, I mean, there's also the, you know, after a show, what do you do? Um, and, and how you take care of yourself during a fringe because some, some fringes are bigger on the partying than others. Um, Montreal, for example, is very big on the partying, but you have to still, in addition to, to, uh, uh, um, 
performing. You still have to take care of yourself so that you can do it the next day, you know, when you're done. Um, well, you're I'm gonna... the designated driver because I'm I driving see. some of the people from Toronto, mm-hmm. and they're probably not going to st- want to stick around and party, and I have the mm-hmm. lowest tolerance ever for alcohol. So I'm going to be very you're boring. You're going to be good. You're going to yeah. be fine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always find found, um, I mean, the drive from Hamilton to or Toronto to Hamilton can be a bit a bit sticky because you never know when the traffic's going to happen. Exactly. So, you know, so it's... When when I was performing my show at the Hamilton Fringe on the first day, we went out for the big the, they have the big preview night, mm-hmm. um, and we left at two o'clock in the afternoon, and we hit traffic, and we didn't arrive until about six o'clock. Jesus! So it's 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 it can be a it can be quite a it can be quite a quite an ordeal at times. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's not going to be a whole lot of partying going on. It's going to no. be me hopped up on aspirin the whole show and then <laughs> then sleeping afterwards or yeah, bathing yeah, yeah. in a tub full of ice. But yeah. we actually have a pretty relaxed schedule. Like, mm-hmm. we only have a couple days where it's back-to-back performances, and then we get a day off usually in between. Are you doing more than one performance? How is yeah, that We're happening? doing seven shows. Right. Over, the, how long does it go? From July 18th to 28th or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we have our first show on the 19th, and mm-hmm. I think we have a day off after that. Okay. And then after the 21st, we have another day off, and mm-hmm. then I think is where it goes back-to-back. So, right, right, right. yeah, it's pretty relaxed. That's not too bad. That's not, Maybe they that's looked at what bad. we were doing. They're like, oh, these boys are going to be tired. Let's go. You know, well, you're, probably, you're, probably, you're probably just very lucky. Yes. In a lot of cases, it's about what fits where. Yeah. Um, well, we lucked out then. But that's good. That's good. Because you do need those those days off, especially with a, with a physical show. The, mm-hmm. the day off becomes super important. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And we're still all working jobs and that's trying to keep thing. up with that. Yeah. You know, still doing promo in between. And mm-hmm. so it's never really a full, when you're an adult, there's no such thing as a day off. No. Uh, no. But yeah, a day off from actually doing the show. That'll mm-hmm. be, that'll be a nice break. Yeah. yeah. Do you have, do you have promotional plans on those days off or are they going to be true days off? Uh, no, there'll, be, there'll probably be promo stuff. I'll probably be like, we'll have videographers recording. I'll probably be <clears throat> editing promo footage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing, too, that we have an advantage that fringe shows don't is sometimes we can break the fourth wall and talk to the audience. Yes. Yeah. Like during the singing section, mm-hmm. we can be, you know, we're going to be serenading the audience, talking yeah. to them. I can be filming Instagram live videos from the stage, getting sure. everyone to lift their phones up like we're at Madison Square Garden. So yeah. there'll be a lot of cool angles that you can't really get. You, for, you can't break the fourth wall during Shakespeare. You can't usually do that in a yeah. regular show. You can't. Yeah. You can't usually. People don't usually like you to taking uh, Instagram videos when you're on stage. Yeah. Unless the show is about that. Yeah. Um. What do you? Is there something you're hoping to to learn about the show this time? Because you learned a lot the first time that you did it. What are you? What are you hoping to to learn? Uh, uh, performing at the the this this new time. Hmm. That's an interesting question. I've never done harmony like multi-part harmonies okay. before okay. so i'm gonna be interested if i can make my voice blend with the other guys mm-hmm. and sound like we could be boys to men or something mm-hmm. like that so that'll be i've sang a lot but i've never done that so that'll be interesting i just want to see i want to learn what the reaction from people is going to be because we did get a good turnout last mm-hmm. time but with a venue like this we, we there's a lot of seats we can fill and i yeah. really want the word of mouth to kick in and see if we can really make this a concert atmosphere mm-hmm. see if we can get people on their feet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I don't know if that sounds like a surface level answer, uh, for, but it's, with a boy band show, I, I don't know how yeah, deep no. I can really get with it. But yeah, but I mean, there's all, I mean, even even surface stuff is like something that you're learning from the, from the show, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's always something that a show teaches you every time you do it. You know, um, I want to learn if I can take my shirt off during the show and not get laughs, like okay, that's a, that's a fair unintentional laughs. Yeah. 
I want to see if I can take my shirt off, and they go, "Oh, wow, okay, okay. yeah." That's an important. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's a that's a that's a good question. <laughs> I think everyone yeah. just turned off the podcast now. No, They're no. like, "Who's the jerk? <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> Who's this guy?" Um, in terms of in, in terms of uh, of getting ready for Fringe, um, you've got your press release, you've got all that stuff. You got, yep. you got a kick-ass poster. Um, uh, Hamilton Fringe is it doesn't. When I was there, there weren't a whole lot of lineups. Yeah, I've, um, I've never really, I've never really done much. I've mm, never done Hamilton Fringe. I've never been, so you know more than me. There were, there were when I was there, people didn't really line up. It's not a, it's not a massive fringe, so yeah. the, you don't find a lot of shows where people are lining up. Sometimes you find people milling about before mm-hmm. the show, but most people show up around the time the show is going to start. And okay, they just sort of go in. As long as they show up, I don't so care the, how they. The <laughs> trick for 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 promoting a show at other shows was almost to be like to camp out for when people leave a popular show and to try to. Try to get them when they're leaving the show rather than when they're going in. All right. Well, I think we're going to do that then. <laughs> one of our guys lives in Hamilton. Okay, so if I yeah. can't get down one day, I can just be like, hey, James, can you can you stake this place out of this time? <laughs> it is literally super important to be seen at yes. the fringe. Like, like even if you, you can't be there every day, somebody from your show should be seen every day. Because Hamilton really likes um, when people who are from out of town participate. So if you, if, you know, as long as somebody from your show is there, it, it's good. It's good for you to be, to, to have your show seen in that way. Well, that might be, that's what I'll do on my day yeah. off. Then I'll drive <laughs> back down and see what the popular shows are. And oh, you should absolutely see as much as you can. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, when I was there, um, everybody was really help was really generous with their, with their comps. And so that our other artists could see shows. And it was very much like, if you want to see a show, let me know there's a comp waiting for you. So see as much as you can, because there's always some really interesting stuff that goes on. Yeah, I'm following a bunch of Instagram accounts for shows that are doing there. So I'm planning to see theirs. Hopefully they come see ours. Yeah, no, I don't want to be one of those guys that come see our show. Can you see mine? Yeah, I'm busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not going to do that. That's that's a terrible way to fringe Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the fringe, you should get out there and, and see all the shows. Yeah. Um. And and what 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 about after? Is there something you're hoping for after this fringe? I'm just hoping that we can get the buzz going. We get good footage. Mm-hmm. We get good reviews because press attach or press really helps us. Last time we couldn't really get reviews because mm-hmm. we were performing five shows over a weekend. Right. So a lot yeah. of critics were like, "Well, what's the point of doing a review? Because by the time we put a review up, you're not going to be." Yeah. But no. when you're renting out a theater yourself, you can't necessarily afford to do it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a drawback to last time. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can really get. The word out. I heard about a fringe show a couple years ago. I'm actually going to be on a boy band podcast mm-hmm. in a couple weeks, and they said this show called Boy Groove. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, it's it's been around a while. Yeah, yeah that they started in fringe, but then afterwards they got like a three month booking at a theater after that in yeah, Toronto. Absolutely, yeah. that would be yeah. the ideal goal is to be able to do it. Sure, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't want that when they're doing their yeah. fringe show, right? Everybody looks at like Kim's Convenience and other shows like that, and those yeah. are shows that started at a fringe. And went on to have a life somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, there's no such thing as we don't think of whether it's realistic or not. We mm. wouldn't be doing this as our vocation if this if we didn't really believe in it. It's true. It's absolutely true. We could have gone into something with steady paychecks, and if if that's all we cared about, we would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of of your, you know, you you wanted to to have a life. After is there another project that you have in the in, on the back burner that that's coming up? Or I don't right now. I've been so focused on this. Mm. And again, when I talked about why I created the show, there's not a lot of other stuff where I think, okay, only I can tell the story. Mm. Um, but this show is so adaptable. We can make the singing sections longer. We can add in new dance routines. Like th- yeah. that, we can do. We can add new sketches. There's so yeah. much. 
because again, this isn't a traditional three act structure where if you take one thing out, it kind of falls apart. We can just keep kind of substituting and adding mm. things in as we yeah. see fit. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah, if we get to do a show at a theater where it's an hour and a half, we can make mm. it a whole lot longer. We can, yeah, absolutely. We can throw everything in. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's mainly what I'm focused mm. on right now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you for having me. This has been a Homebody Productions production.